happy Sunday to you. Boy, do we have a packed show. Uh, yes, we are keeping an eye on the FedEx because you've got a shootout right now. It's playoff action. Uh, Sepp Straka and Will Zalatoris. Zalatoris made a clutch. I, I don't know. What was that? A, a 18-footer? 15-footer? Uh, for par on 18 to stay at 15 under. Sepstraka couldn't hit about a 20-footer, uh, and and they go to a playoff now. So we'll keep you updated on that. Obviously, we'll talk to the folks at Spin on Golf coming your way uh, at 7.05. In the meantime, the Lions had their first preseason action. We'll talk about them at 6.35. But, but I, I find that we should probably start today with the Tigers. And no, we're not breaking down uh, uh, Willie Castro's war ain't happening. What we are going to talk about is this team is now in the market for a new general manager. And, and I think that uh, if you paid any attention to this team, the, the calls from the gallows have grown throughout the season that somebody needed to be held accountable for this team's inability to play meaningful baseball. And, it, it all seemed to come around and fall at the feet of Ale, uh, of of Alavila. Now he was fired. So where does this team go from here? Uh, Jason Beck follows the Tigers beat on MLB.com. He joins us this evening on Sports Wrap. Jace, nice to have you. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Been a long time. Been a long time. Um. So I don't think this is a surprising move. I, I think that when you look back to that press conference that uh, Chris Illich attended with Steve Eiserman when they were introducing the new Red Wings coach, when Chris Illich said, look, I think that we're, we're moving in the right direction in, in relation to the Detroit Tigers. But things continued to slide downhill ever since then, and they decided to make the move to move on from Alavila. So, so where do they go from here? Well, I, I think there's two factors here. You know, first, AJ isn't going anywhere. You know, AJ Hinch remains the manager. He's under a long-term contract. I, I, I think it's going to be critically important that whoever gets the GM job has a good working relationship with him. Um, now, that could mean somebody with whom he has a history, or it could mean, you know, just somebody with the type of background who could relate, you know. AJ was a farm director for a good while before he became a manager. He relates to guys with player development backgrounds. And that gets to another thing for me, the second factor, which is that while this team has gotten off course, I don't expect that a new GM is going to change the track of this team in terms of trying to build through player development in the farm system. So I would expect that well, that your main candidates are going to be guys who have some experience doing that as opposed to guys who, you know, had success in the past or have been part of front offices that did, you know, more of their success through free agency or, or through, uh, through those tracks. How much input do you think um, A.J. Hinch is going to have on this process? I, I, I know you... you you highlight the fact that he's not going anywhere and, and, and they're going to try to pair somebody with that. But but really, how heavily does the organization lean on A.J. in terms of making a decision on who's going to sit in that seat next year? 
I, I think it has a chance to be fairly significant. You know, he had inputs when they hired Ryan Garko as the VP of player development last summer. And that was with Alvila around. Um, you know, I think in this situation, you know, Chris Silch went on the record saying that he had already talked to AJ about it and expected to talk more with him and, and make him a part of the process. Um, he did mention that he'd be talking to other people in the baseball operations department about that. But unlike those guys, you know, AJ isn't in a position where he has to worry about his job and he's not going to be a candidate for the general manager position. So I think that that puts him in a, a spot to be pretty influential. And plus, you know, he has experience in the front office, both as an assistant GM and as a farm director, and he's well-connected. He knows a lot of people in the industry, whether it's working with guys in front offices or just through his time as a manager. And, you know, he's well-connected with, you know, the Houston pipeline of former Astros assistants who've gotten jobs. He's well-connected through the Diamondbacks and Padres organizations in the past. So I think when you look at the, the potential AJ connections, you don't just look at guys who you know served with him as their general manager, but also guys who were assistants, who were player development guys. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty deep, pretty deep network. Hmm. What do you think the timetable is on, on, on naming a, a, a successor to Alavila? Well, you know, Chris Oates would not put a timetable on it when asked about that. You know, he said, you know, as long as it takes, however long it takes to get the right person, we're going to do it. Uh, that said, I think realistically you have to be looking at sometime around the end of the season or, or soon after, hopefully to have a pretty good idea because, you know, for a lot of people in the front offices, both guys that are with the Tigers right now and guys that a new GM might be looking to hire to bring on to incorporate the vision, you know, those contracts for those people usually run out in October. And so, that month is usually when a lot of wheeling and dealing and maneuvering goes on in terms of bringing scouts on, bringing assistants on, looking at people to bring in the player development, looking to people to bring in to, to run a draft, things like that. So while it's not a, a hard deadline, I think it makes things a lot easier if you can get things done around there. To say nothing of, if you're going to do things here in the off season, you'd like to have somebody in place to implement it, even though, yeah, you can rely on the guys you currently have, but they're not really going to know what their situation is. And they're going to be looking for jobs too, potentially if, if they're not kept around. Sure. A couple other things I wanted to hit with you before we, we cut you loose for the rest of your weekend. Eduardo Rodriguez uh, made a rehab start in Toledo with the Mud Hens. Of course, he was on the restricted list. They're looking to work him back in. Um, how does he kind of fit into this th- this roster going the rest of the way? Well, I, I believe he's going to get one more rehab start in Toledo. I believe Tuesday uh, against Columbus. And, and that Ideally, barring complications, should be it. he should be cleared then. That would, that would put him in position to join the Tigers rotation either you know next weekend or early the week after that. So, and from there he's going to have to. I I believe he'll address the team to try to you know clear the air over his absence and leaving the team and everything. 
but uh, also they're you know, trying to fit in and honestly fill innings because you've got a really injury depleted rotation right now. So he's going to have plenty of opportunity to get some innings under his belt and hopefully get some momentum going into next year. He's not going anywhere. So, um, you know, you try to figure out how to get him back on track to be, you know, a productive member of this rotation. And depending on what your injury situation is, probably, you know, frontline starter, if not the ace going into next year. Well, speaking of ace and, and that depleted rotation, certainly Tarek Skubal is is th- that absence is going to be uh, uh, certainly felt in the rotation. They're shutting him down for the rest of the year due to elbow issues. There were some questions on whether it was the shoulder, but it is the elbow. And and they are concerned about whatever's going on with, with Tarek Skubal. Um, and, and look, this season, they're not going anywhere. They're not doing anything meaningful. So shutting this guy down, making sure he's right for, for at some point next season is, is, is huge uh, on the priority list. Um, what did you make of that? Uh, yeah, I think there's a serious level of concern. It's, uh, you know, whenever you're talking about the elbow with these guys, you know, it's a little different with Tarek because he underwent Tommy John surgery five years ago. But that doesn't mean you can't have it again. It doesn't mean you can't re-injure it. So, you know, from that level, for a guy like that having, you know, two Tommy John surgeries in basically a five-year span or just over that, that that's a, a real concern there. Because once you have the second surgery, then, you know, you start kind of wondering, okay, what's he going to come back like? Uh, that said, he knows the process. He knows what it's like. It's not saying he's, he's definitely having it. I think they're, you know, they're optimistic that you know, maybe he might be able to avoid surgery, but that said, you don't go through the doctor's visits and everything, unless there's a legit concern that there might be some serious damage in there. So, um, you know, he's got at least one appointment scheduled right now. I, I expect given the way these things usually work, that he'll get additional opinions before they decide anything definitive. But, uh, you know, yeah, right now there's, there's real concern over what's going on inside that elbow. Jason Beck, uh, always great insight. Thank you, my friend. Good talking with you. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Good talking with you. Yeah, you got it. Uh, Jason Beck, uh, of course, on the Tigers beat for MLB.com. Got to take a quick break on the other side. Lots of more sports rep. We'll update you what's going on out at the FedEx. First playoff hole, Will Zalator, Sepp Straka, that and a whole lot more. You're not going to want to miss it. Chris Renwick in this evening right here on WJR. Catch you on the flip. All right, welcome back. Uh, we're keeping an eye on the FedEx because um, obviously a lot of Im- implications for the FedEx playoffs, but uh, this tournament has been um, really wild. Uh, starting with today, uh, Cam Smith was... 11 under going into his Sunday round, but was docked. He was, he was assessed a two stroke penalty after he hit a ball from an out of bounds position on the field. He hit it into the water yesterday, took a, 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 a drop and the ball rolled back to, and it laid on that red out of bounds line. And he decided to hit the shot anyway. 
Well, according to the rule book, any part of that, if any part of that ball is touching the red line, it's out of bounds, it's, it, you can't play it. And Cam Smith didn't know that. He thought if there was any part of the ball in bounds, he could hit it. Um, obviously, that wasn't the rule, so they docked him two strokes. And, and he had just a, a mediocre day. But right now, watching the playoff between Will Zalatoris and Sepp Straka. Um, they both par 18. They're going to play 18 again. They'll go 11 uh, and then 12, I believe. So we'll continue to watch that um, as well. But Will Zalatoris continues to impress. Look, I, I've, been, I've been high on Will Zalatoris for what, what feels like ever since um, his first appearance at the Masters a couple of years ago where it was just like the dude was playing in his first major tournament and was keeping up with, with all the, with all the, 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 you know, the top 10 players in the world. I mean, it was really impressive and and to do it at Augusta is a whole other level. Um, But Will Zalatoris has played a really nice round. So we'll, we'll continue to watch that. They're going to go back and play 18 again. Um, and then I think they go 11 and then 12. So we'll keep you up up on that. Um, in the meantime, Jason, did you catch any preseason action uh, over the last couple of days? You no, know, not much. Um, a little bit of, of the Cowboys, a little bit of the Lions game. So I saw um, the Lions game. And then I also saw, I was watching last night, um, the, the Steelers game. I was uh, watching a little Kenny Pickett. Um, and I gotta be honest, uh, it, it feels like, oh my goodness. And Will Zalatoris, uh, on his tee shot at 18 pushes this thing way right, way right. 